no idea <laughs> what that was. Wow, I literally just tried to like Google or I, I YouTubed uh, Wildfire and or Go Wild, and this was one of the first songs that came up. Uh, shades of uh, Shades of Enya. Yeah. Shades of Pure Moods. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great little bite, but Go Wild. Um, no idea what that was. Like, do we have to pay royalties to this random dude in his basement? I like hope us? not. Let's not tell him that we used okay. his song. Um, it's a good theme song, though. Yeah, for sure. Welcome to the Minnesota Wildfire Hockey Podcast. This is episode eight, and it's a special episode because it's eight. When you think of the lucky number eight, and if you double that, you think of who is 88 in the NHL. Typically, you think of Patrick Kane, but we hate him. So we're going to go with the other 88 the best 88 defenseman, Brett Burns. Speaking of Brett Burns, he plays for the Sharks. Speaking of the Sharks, my little brother, Shane, who we've mentioned many times on the podcast uh, previously. Ghost Rider. Uh, who from here, from here on out will be known as some name, which we might discuss, will be our special guest for today. He, so He who must not be named. Well, I mean, we can name him. Lord but, uh, Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort. That might be a great nickname for him. Yeah. We'll have, I'm we'll going to veto that one. Hey, we haven't even introduced you yet, so quiet, just just you. quiet down a little bit. Um, we will be having him on the podcast as a special guest, so we're excited to uh, to introduce him a little bit later. But first, let's give you an update on our Minnesota Wild. That was great. You like that? Yeah, that was really professional. So, <clears throat> as is typical for the Minnesota Wildfire podcast, we like to see how good we are at knowing our team and making predictions on how they're going to perform. Uh, we, we call this segment the Big Bets, and we talk about um, what we think the Wild are going to do upcoming. So, interesting week of hockey. Since last uh, week when we, when we uh, recorded, um, they've played four games. Um... The Wild uh, lost to the Rangers, 3-2. to two. They lost to Winnipeg, 5-4. to four. They beat the Sharks. Sorry, Shane. And then uh, they lost on Thursday uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers. Today, they play their fifth game um, uh, and third in a row at, at home. Um, and they play against Vancouver. So, interesting that they've gone 1-3 and three over the last four. They've not played inspired or great hockey whatsoever. Um, but let's talk about our big bets against that same stretch. So we had uh, your, your cousin Ken on the podcast. Ken Salier, shout out. Shout out to the greatest French North Dakotian uh, in the planet. Uh, I know he's listening, one of our top listeners. Uh, he said that his big bet was that the Wild were going to score five goals against the Rangers and get the win. Steerike. Steerike. Uh Yeah. Yeah, um, I think we all kind of struck out on some of our big yeah. bets, um, but but Ken, uh, his faith is strong. He is he is a man of great wilderness faith uh, to this great hockey team. But um, the Wild didn't pull through for him. So, walk me through your big bets, Goose. So I went. Uh, we both said we uh, they were going to have winning records over the next five. I said three and two. That's impossible. Uh, they're two and. Um, they're one and three. One and three right now, even if they win today. I also said that they would beat the Rangers. They did not. But I was correct on my predictions of losses to the Flyers, Jets, and a win against San Jose. So uh, I was two two for three on my big bets, I guess, if you will. Um, struck out against the Rangers. Not two for three. 
your two of of five, you went two and three. Okay, two. I'm two two and five. You went two, You got two out of your five. Two out of my five. I'm two. Well, I'm two and three. No, that's correct. Two wins, three losses. No, 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 no. I'm three and two. Three wins, two losses. Three wins, two losses. Sixty percent. Okay. Okay. So for me, um, <clears throat> I called that the Rangers would win. I called that the Wild would beat the Sharks. I did not get correct that the Rangers would score seven goals because I was trying to do a little bit of reverse jinx. So I knew that I'd get that one wrong because I thought the Wild... Well, you got it wrong, right? I got it wrong. Okay. Um, I also said that the Wild would have a winning record over the next five, which we know is impossible. Um, so I got um, two right, and really I only got one wrong. Because my score seven goals was a facetious comment in favor of the Wild. So I went two out of three, or two and one, meaning I got 66% of my big bets correct. So I would say if you got 60% of yours right, I got 66% right, I beat you. Therefore, I get the win this this week. I go to one, four, and two all time, and you go to four, one, and two Jeez, all time. Jury. <laughs> Uh, I would. The thing is, is you're discounting the score seven goals. You can't just throw that out. It wasn't really a big bet. Did you honestly think that I thought that Absolutely. that would actually? Absolutely, that was your big bet. You said I'm going to reverse the jinx, and maybe we got to bring up that. I wish I had that our last episode. We could quote you in your own words and bury you right now. So I, in my opinion, and maybe we could ask our list. Uh, you know, our our contributor uh, today, Shane. Uh, goose, what, whatever we call him. What do we call him? Not Striker. Goose, because that's your name. Am I stealing Goose? I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, um, so, how about you'll, you'll be our mediator. Um, Alright. So, in, in your opinion, we haven't yet introduced you, so we still got to introduce you, but uh, who do you think won this week? Or tied? Um, I, I actually agree with Goose. I, I think it's a tie. Yes. And hearing you guys argue about it for about 20 minutes before we started doing this, I think only supports that there there was no clear winner. No are, clear winner. You are at all. no longer my brother. <laughs> you are out of the will. I, well, you're the firstborn, so I'm not getting anything anyways. <laughs> uh, well, from our parents, but maybe my will. All right, fine. I agree. It's kind of lame on my part to not include the seven goals. So we go to. I go to 0, 4 and 3, and Goose goes to 4, 0, and 3. So, um, we uh, have some room to wake up. I, I'm going to win this upcoming I'm going to get my first victory. Um, but without further ado, I mean, he's already chimed in a couple of times on this podcast. Let's introduce the greatest Sharks fan in the state of Utah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sharks, Sharks, the greatest was... Sharks fan in the state of the crowd goes wild. Rawr, rawr. Welcome, Whoa. Shane Higgins, to the Minnesota Wildfire podcast. But right. we don't want to call you Shane. Are you just gonna throw out my full name like that? <laughs> no. and you go by a pseudonym. Sorry, I mean if. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're going to have a stalker now. Well, crap. Now, uh, Ken DeSillier, Scott Higgins, and Wendy Higgins will all know who you are. Yeah. I know, right? There are three, the three listeners. Uh, yeah. And me, who yells at myself in the uh, SoundCloud comments. Yeah. <laughs> Um, welcome to the podcast. What what is what do you want to be referred to as on this podcast? I mean, we we gotta we gotta probably keep our Top Gun theme. Yeah, I, I think you gotta go with the Top Gun theme. I mean, you are Maverick's brother. We well see, but Goose is already taken. You know, and uh, well, okay. So who who is Goose's or excuse me, who is Maverick's second co-pilot after Goose died? Was that was that Jester or was that Merlin? I can't remember. I, I think it was neither. I think it was... Um, Is the, this a Top Gun podcast? <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, it was uh, It was the African-American guy. Um, You're all right. Uh, okay, Here, I'll, I'll do a quick Google. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, so I, I forget who that is, but... Um, okay, Ghost Rider it is. Yeah, well, I, I, I do like uh, the Ghost Rider name. Because it's Jester. It no, is. it's not. Wait. No, sorry, what? sorry. Oh, oh. I I just pulled up uh, Wikipedia and read the first name I saw. Well, that would be wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Okay, let's see. So, I think regardless of what this is, what I'm trying to say is you're a big fan of our podcast. You have a man of many nicknames. You love San Jose Shark Hockey, but our, I wouldn't call it a closet wild fan, but you, you uh, are, you're a wild fan. They're, they're my number two, easily. And, and to be fair, I've been to more wild games in the last decade than I have Sharks games by, by an infinite uh, amount. Is it like one? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I have I've been to a lot of wild games. Obviously, now that I live in Minnesota and, and I'm a massive Wild fan, but the the team that I've been to the second most NHL games of is the San Jose Sharks. Me personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why I'm a, a Sharks fan from when we lived in California. It's interesting because in our family, us moving around the United States so much, every kid has kind of attached themselves to a city and like their sports teams. And it's changed, and, and there's not, like, any set rule just because we moved around so much. Like, for instance, our sister, our older sister, she's all about the Kansas City teams. Because she she's went to high huge, school in Kansas yeah. City. Yep. She's a huge Chiefs fan. She's a huge Royals fan. Me, like, the Sharks, were, that was my first hockey game ever. I think I was, like, eight or nine. But I remember it pretty clearly. And so, so I latched onto the Sharks after that. And... By the way, this was back when Mav was uh, <clears throat> a Blackhawks fan. Okay. <laughs> oh, we, yes. We promised to not yes. bring this up, but... Um, yes. Yeah, but live, now you've got family on the podcast. I think, I think we need to flush this out for uh, our, our three viewers, you know, mom, dad, and whoever else. Uh, um, I got a Sharks jersey that Christmas with Higgins <laughs> on the back, and, and Jake got a... Uh, Blackhawks jersey with Higgins on the back. In fact, I think the first Sharks game we went to was the Blackhawks at the Sharks, it was. and you were decked out in Blackhawks gear. Oh, I, wow. I was. I was. Oh. So, uh, this is to my great. defense, to my defense, I have to say this, we lived 
just outside of Chicago I, for three years. Right. I cheered for the Chicago so, teams, the Cubs, blah, blah, blah. I don't, then, I don't hold it against you because, I mean, like I said, we've all attached to different teams at different times. Like, I have I have teams all over that I, I like. Like, I, I like uh, Minnesota teams just because you live in the mini area now. And I honestly, I go to more sports games out there than I do anywhere here out in, you know, Utah. Or uh, Obviously, I haven't been to California in a while either. But I really like Bay Area teams just as a rule. So uh, yeah. the Giants, the A's, the Sharks. Um, but my, my favorite football team, for whatever reason, is the, the Indianapolis Colts. I think that's because, like, uh, Manning was getting really big. And, like, when I was a kid, and as a kid, like, I had this totally scientific method of picking teams that I liked that we didn't live close by, and that was <laughs> if they wore the color blue. <laughs> um, so I, I latched onto the Colts pretty hard because Manning was pretty good, and, and I, I've stayed a Colts fan for quite a while. Jake's latched more onto, like, Boston teams and now Minnesota. I don't I don't know what Kyle, our younger brother, I, I, don't, I don't even know, like, he, oh, you know what? He's a Penguins fan. He's just the bandwagon fan. He, he is like, strictly bandwagon. And yeah. and to be to be fair to you, me, and Heidi, we moved around our entire childhood. Yeah. We lived in a dozen different cities by the time we were sixteen. You guys have zero loyalty and whatsoever. Ki- and Kyle, hey, Kyle grew up in the state of Utah. And yeah, and he doesn't even like Utah teams. And he just, well, there's not much here to like. I mean, the Jazz are the Jazz, and then we have like Real Salt Lake. Which, uh, yeah, they're all right. They were, anyways. They kind of suck now, but that, that's all we got. Yeah. In fact, the closest hockey team to us now will be the Vegas Golden Knights, which I'm, like, lukewarm about. Oh, actually, I told Mav this, but at our local Walmart, uh, excuse me, Walmart here in Utah, they already have Golden Knights gear. Jeez. I thought that was really weird because they don't even have a jersey yet. It's true. Yeah, they just have the logo on the on the gray shirt. Yeah, it's looks pretty low class, but uh, yeah, it, it looked really cheap. And I really don't like the name Golden Knights, but I'm pretty stoked that Vegas is getting a team just because it cuts my driving time to go see NHL games in half. Because I could either go to Denver if I wasn't flying out to Minnesota. That was I could either drive to Denver drive to phoenix or drive to san jose and they're all like nine plus hour drives so now i only got to drive like five or six hours so yay me hooray (laughs) do you think that the tickets at vegas will be um about average in the league or do you think they'll be cheaper um thoughts i think for a while it'll be kind of like toronto where like all of the good seats are bought and and handed out by businesses and then um all the seats that are left there like there won't be many seats left for you know john q public and they're going to be astronomically expensive especially at the beginning we'll we'll see how good they are if they suck then the prices will uh tumble pretty fast but you know it'll be interesting to see it will be because this this is first destination I think this, yeah, and this is what, Vegas's first, like, big um, major league sports team, right? Yep. I don't think they've had, yeah, and, and, well, and when it rains, it pours, because now they're getting, like, the Raiders, and, but yeah, so this will be an interesting experiment. I'm, I, like I said, I'm lukewarm to the idea. I, I don't hate it, but we'll see what happens. Cool. 
I uh, we we gotta we gotta plan a Vegas trip and go to a game and, and hang out. That'd be absolutely. Be Maybe we'll do the the wildfire annual trip uh, in the off season at uh, Vegas, and then we'll record podcasts with all of our uh, upcoming predictions for the season. You guys should get a bus, a wildfire bus, <laughs> uh, the party bus. <laughs> I'm afraid who would it would attract though with a name like wildfire. So be, before we jump yeah, into no. Wild and Sharks comparison, there's there's one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on. And um, with you being a massive Sharks fan, Sharks being my number two team, just with, uh, again, the crazy affiliations that I have and moving around as a child, um, I, we, we've kind of teased this out uh, slightly, but um, the best player on the shark, Sharks, obviously, um, or arguably, is, is Brent Burns. They're, they're big-time defensemen. Uh, he's up um, and is a favorite for the Norris Trophy, um, but th- there's a theory going around the interweb <laughs> that potentially he could have Higgins' blood in him. I, I, I'm all but totally convinced uh, this uh, this fan theory about Brent Burns is our long lost brother. So, so tell us. I mean, I, I don't think uh, I don't think okay, so, heard this story, but Why so. Yeah. Well, first off, I mean, I don't know if you've shown Goose the the picture of little little Brent Burns in the uh, the classic San Jose Sharks jersey when he was like eight or nine, and then the the side by side of me when I was like eight or nine living yeah. in California, we we look like we could be brothers. Absolutely, we had <laughs> the same like sad eyes and just <laughs> just rank teeth, just the best teeth. I mean, Brent Burns teeth are awesome now but as a kid they were i mean they were baby teeth so his teeth were just naturally like that he didn't take hockey pucks yet they they just they were just great teeth to begin with and i was the same way i had like snaggle teeth coming out every uh a gum you know i had to have braces for five years to fix it you, you also had a brown tooth remember the brown yeah tooth? I, and i would not be surprised if brent burns also had a brown tooth in the back of his mouth yeah. so so, so the theory goes because just because of these similarities, some you know top-notch private investigators started looking into it, and Brent Burns is uh, I think thirty-two now. He is. He's his born birthday, in eighty-five. He was born in eighty-five. His birthday, March 9th, by the way, is also my birthday, March 9th. Mm-hmm. So, X Files theme plays right. Oh, so he's born eighty-five. Our sister was born in eighty-four. Yep. And then Jake was born in 87. So, you know, there, there's that perfect window in there where our mom could have had a, you know, our dad was constantly going on military deployments. Like, he wasn't even there for my birth. You're implying you know, a lot she, here, and you know when and to our, to this. Our, I, hey, she needs to hear, I, I, I want to hear what Can she, um, <laughs> I, I want to hear her counter-argument. Because like I said, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all but convinced. And, uh, so there's that perfect window, 84 through 87, Brent Burns born 85. Our mother could have had, uh, you know, a little fling with some Canadian uh, expat or something. Or Sasquatch? While, yeah, or Sasquatch. <laughs> while our dad was uh, out on a deployment, you know, as he did. And, uh, and you can't have you two know, children that have the same birthday. So, so maybe yeah, there's thoughts weird. of adoption. Well, but... you know, the, uh, aside from all the, you know, the uh, just the the moral dilemmas that it put my mom through. You know, she she couldn't have this kid. It was just it was too. 
It would have been a black mark on their relationship. So, obviously, she sends him to a, a Canadian hockey gulag where he becomes this <laughs> hockey monster, you know, similar to how the Russians do. Yeah. And, uh, you know... And the rest is uh, the rest is history. And actually, Brent Burns, we've heard, has has found out about this relationship, and has started throwing kickbacks to to Wendy for you know sending him off to hockey. And now she has purchased you know another Harley Davidson, leather oh, pants, yeah. trips to Nashville. They're in Nashville right now on vacation. I know. You know, uh, this is. Uh, Ironically enough, San Jose plays Nashville. <laughs> yeah, whoa! <laughs> the, uh, the, the, we just keep going down further and further down the rabbit hole. I mean, it, it's just too many coincidences. And if the X-Files taught me anything growing up, is that there's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> so, you know... I, so again, yeah, Brent Burns, absolutely my favorite player. I mean, just the fact that we share a birthday is is cool enough. But then, like, he is. There's so much to like about him. You know, the beard. He's a nice guy. He's a huge friend to veterans. He's like always doing benefits for veterans, which I am. And uh, I love a good offensive D man. I don't think there's anything cooler than just like a rocket slap shot from like guys like Brent Burns and Shea Weber, Eric Carlson. That's like my favorite kind of goal. So definitely my favorite player of all time. Yeah, he's, he's a stud and um, is the front runner today probably to, uh, to win the Norris Trophy. Unfortunately, he's, he hasn't performed uh, very yeah. well as of late. Um, he's definitely slumping. His his uh, his uh, current season numbers are just ridiculous. Twenty seven goals, which would be leading on the Wild. Forty four assists, seventy one points. He has a nineteen plus minus. I mean, the the, the dude he, is ridiculous. At least earlier in the season, I haven't seen an updated stat, but like halfway through the season, or uh, at least you know maybe last month or a few weeks ago, he had more goals himself than most teams entire d cores had oh, all yeah. seven d men oh yeah and it, it, it's insane um it, the only other two d men i think that can compete with him for generally like the norris uh metrics i think are carlson and uh headman on the lightning carlson has like an insane amount of assists right now and his points total is not bad either Excuse me, and Hedman, Hedman looks pretty good. I I really don't like the Norris um, trophy though. Like, I think it gives too much credit to offensive demon. Completely agree. But because it, as much as I love Brent Burns, he's not even the best D man like defense wise on the Sharks. Easily, Mark Edward Vlasic is. Heads and tails better than than Brent Burns in the defense category. Brent Burns just has this rocket and that, that he's able to use, so they give him a lot of uh, of ice time because of that. He's been pretty much our whole offense this year, especially now. We can't score a goal to save our lives, and we'll get into that later. But but I think they need to have a second award. Um, you know, the Norris can be the the offensive D man, and then come out with a second award for guys like Vlasic or Suter that don't necessarily 
have a lot of um, goal scoring, but you know, you don't like if if a if a defenseman plays well, uh, a defensive defenseman, you don't you don't hear about it because exactly. you know there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, it's it's a great point. Um, I I agree with you. There there's a, a premium. I guess on the market for defensive defensemen today, everyone's looking for that solid you know, oh, yeah. two pairs of D-men. But we're giving glory, we're giving trophies, and we're talking about the race for which D-man is scoring the most points. So it is a little backwards. I do think I agree with you. They do need to add another award uh, to the season-end awards um, on top of the Norris Trophy. But just just to put some perspective on Brent Burns and his, his last five games, his last five games, he's a negative five. He has zero goals, one assist for one point, um, and has lost. The, the, the Sharks have lost it, the last five games. And that really doesn't even illustrate. It goes back to this, this kind of two-week skid that the Sharks have had, uh, even going further than five games. He's been silent almost probably eight or nine games, like just not really doing his normal shtick. And I, and I worry... Um, as a Sharks fan, that it's because teams have kind of figured him out. It's kind of the same thing that happened to us in the the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Like Pavelski, he was our goal scorer, and the Penguins figured out a way to shut him down. And, you know, obviously the Penguins won that series because we didn't have any other goals. We, we just couldn't get anything through. And so I think this year the Sharks have almost depended too much on Burns, and I worry that other teams have figured that out and shut him down, and now the Sharks are scrambling to find something else to score with. They're definitely treading the wrong direction. Speaking of, like, yeah. uh, last 10, 4 and 6, compared to the Wild, 2 and 8. Yeah. Like, and it, what were you Sorry. Say? Go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, interesting about, like, Minnesota and San Jose, not to change the subject from San Jose, both of these teams, like, it was just weird watching them play, and we kind of talked about this prior, is, like, the lackluster performance of the wild win was like it was like both teams were just like like zero energy on both teams like energy oh yeah at twenty percent and that's almost like indicative of their last ten like like wild two and two and eight uh, San Jose four and six and San Jose I think was my pick to go to the Stanley Cup Finals this year and like yeah. both teams look like they're going to be early entry like exits by the way I, some competitors are playing right now um, I I definitely agree though. I would like to point out, and this and this may give a little hope to not just Sharks fans, but also Wild fans, the Sharks at the end of the regular season last year were something like 4-5-1. and one. Like, they really did not have a good last stretch of the season, but they still ended up going to the finals. You know, the playoffs, anything can happen. Totally. But having said that, uh, it's, it's interesting that you say that, you know, both teams went into that game just like totally deflated. Because the, I, I looked at the stats for the Sharks and the Wild through the, the March or through the month of March, excuse me, and it's like it's kind of eerie how similar they are. The um, let's see, the points total. That's that's the only difference is the Sharks won a couple more games, um, but their goals for the Wild had twenty seven goals, the Sharks had twenty six goals against. The Sharks had 29, um, the Wild had 36, so a little different there. Um, so you're saying the Wild their, suck more. <laughs> yeah, but their power play is exactly the same. And, and 
I heard you talking about this earlier. That earlier in the year, um, the the Wild's power play was like number one. Yeah. Both the Wild and the Sharks right now are thirteen point nine percent on the power play. <laughs> exactly the same power play percentage. That's ridiculous. You're you're and, not you're not going to be successful in the playoffs. Either team scoring nineteen percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, like a, I remember three or four years or. Uh, trying to remember which series it was i i don't think it was the reverse sweep i think it was when the sharks got beat um the year before by the kings like the the game that they got eliminated on the kings won because of penalties and scoring on the power play the sharks had some really sloppy penalties and they let those power play goals in so like power play is hugely important in the uh in the playoffs definitely and your your penalty kill which again very similar between the Wild and Sharks right now. Wild, 85% penalty kill. Sharks, 84% penalty kill. Hmm. It's, it's eerie. It is eerie. So when, when we uh, are looking at um, you know, how, they're, how they're finishing out, um, what it looks like, maybe uh, potential playoff matchups, it's, it's kind of scary for both teams because today, if the season ended, obviously the Blackhawks would have the number one seed, um, from the Central Division, the Sharks are the number one seed from um, the Pacific Division, and that's pretty shaky too. They're actually tied with the Ducks right now for first. I think the Sharks have like more goals for or something, but it's it's close. I well, so if the season was was to end today, the Wild would have the number two seed and, and play the number three seed from the Central, which would be the Blues. That <clears> would <throat> that would suck because they would be playing their old coach, Mikey O. Um, and you know, just this fall from grace, you know, mentally, I mean, the, the wild need to prepare obviously to, to play against, um, the number three team. Um, but instead of, of going up against a wild card matchup, you know, they're, they're going to have to play, um, you know, either the blues, um, or, uh, you know, the, the preds, depending on how the central finishes up. So it will be interesting. Who's, who's your preferred matchup? Like if, if you could pick any team in the central that's going into the, um, playoffs, you know, most likely. Who do you want in the first round for the Wild? So, I mean, speaking of the Central, probably maybe like a Nashville. Uh, a wild, I mean, I still want a wild card position, but yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I've been I watch a lot of St. Louis games, and they're nine and one the last ten. I mean, they're just they're, wow. They're playing shutdown defense, like they're really like, and they've got the skilled offensive players to put pucks home. So. Like they've got not only a good system right now of the yo like defensive system, but they also have the high end scorers that can put pucks in the net. So like St. Louis is actually kind of scary. Where initially like people were mocking them, like now mm-hmm. now they're treading up. And who wants to play Chicago first round now with the way? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say probably like a Nashville. There's just some scary teams right now, and Minnesota's not coming from a position of um, strength, and San Jose probably isn't either now. Yeah. Despite being up, like, the thing is, so we've got, what, nine games left for the regular season. Minnesota, uh, they've got a nine-point lead on uh, St. Louis, but the thing is, is, I mean, St. Louis could catch them. I mean, like, if Minnesota keeps treading the way that they are, I mean... It, it seems to be a lock that the Wild will play St. Louis now because there's, yeah. there's no way the Wild are going to catch the Blackhawks, yeah. most likely. And even if the Blues were to catch the Wild, 
then they would just flip-flop places and they'd still play each other. Yeah. The Blues would have home field advantage. So it's pretty much a lock at this point in time for the Wild to play the Blues. Yeah. Here, let me ask you this. Would you rather play the Blues first round or the Flames? And obviously, different divisions, so it probably, you know, yeah. that won't happen. But hypothetically. I, I, it'd be scary to play. I mean, both the teams are on a crazy tear right now. Yeah. Um, the, the Flames are playing out of their mind. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, like, who is playing more above their potential, the Blues or the Flames. My gut is telling me that the the flames are playing more above their potential more above the norm than the like everyone thought the blues would be good they they have they both have a crazy good score and Tarasenko for the blues and Johnny Goudreau for the flames plus a, a solid core you know um i would say the flames probably have a, a poorer defense so i would say my take would probably be i'd rather play the flames because there's a greater chance of them coming back down to the norm and you can always get pucks by them on the blue line because of their poorer defense right i i would agree too like calgary um i feel like they're a far younger team i don't know the numbers here mm-hmm. compared to st louis st louis has like a solid decor of experienced decor and um and then their forwards are skilled and all experienced they don't have many young guys um i mean younger but um a lot of calgary is made up of uh rookies like kachuk and uh um, Sean Monahan, I think is his name, mm-hmm. and Goudreau, of course. The, you've got high-end skill, but you also have a young, young team. So when it comes to the um, grind of the playoffs, I think the Wild would, um, should be able to handle them. Well, when we look back on this season, too, the Blues lead the series, I think, 3-2, to two, or, or it's really close uh, on how the Wild have performed against the Blues. But in terms of the Wild versus the Flames... We are defeated. I mean, the, the Wild have not beat the Flames this season. Um, so I don't know if it's just the Flames figured them out, just the type of team they are. They, they play really against, good against the Wild. but It's the colors. <laughs> wild fire. They yeah. know that that is yeah. not the oh, yeah. Dude, how, how sick are those uniforms? Those classic 90s, um, like 1990, um, like flaming, flaming. Oh, colors. yeah. Like almost like neon orange. Jerseys. I... I, think I love the Flames jersey. Uh, the my local ECHL team, the Grizzlies, used to be the Flames affiliate. Oh really? Now they're the Ducks affiliate, which you know I won't get into. But uh, the they they would always have like the the flaming C on their shoulders and stuff. I always thought it looked just slick. I really like mm-hmm. Calgary's jerseys. Yeah. Slick? No pun intended, because it's in Salt Lake. Ooh. Oh. oh, Salt Lake Community College. Shout out to the Bruins. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so both the Wild and uh, the Sharks are in a slump. We know we got to pull that out. Uh, both teams need to pull out of that um, and, and get back into their um, early season ways. Um, and so we'll kind of end with some bold predictions for, for maybe both teams. But before we do that, I want to have a, a quick talk on, on what's, what, or what's happening around uh, the NHL. Um, a lot of news has, has come out uh, around Crosby lately, um, and it kind of started because he got national attention with just this insane goal that he scored where he kind of, I mean, it was very similar to the Mikhail Granlin goal in overtime uh, against the Kings, where he split the D, went in on, on a breakaway and just buries it. But uh, Crosby on this play, um, if you haven't seen it, uh, he, he skates through the, the defense, but he's using his offhand, which is his right hand, uh, his right hand is off the stick, um, kind of holding back opposing sticks as he splits the D straight down the middle of the ice. And he uses his right hand 
which is at the top of the stick, one-handed to put the puck up above the glove side of the goalie and and scores cutting through the D. It's just an, a freakish, like freak athlete goal. I mean, he obviously meant to do that, planned to do that, and, and, and executed and did it. And uh, just an amazing goal. But then he comes back in the same game, um, and then in the next game has two really like questionable penalty non penalties called. Yeah, um, I was gonna say the 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 first one they weren't even penalties, which is ridiculous. So um, he the hand slash. Yeah, he had the hand slash where he took off a dude's finger, and then he also had um, in the play that he had that backhand goal um, off off puck skates against a guy who another person on his team is defending reaches out and like almost like you'd like try to lift someone's stick except he tried to lift the dude's cup and like gave a love tap to eggs number one and two underneath the, the cup there i mean it i mean it was ridiculous and the guy doubles over and he's on the ice for like a couple seconds like trying to catch his breath again after after he had his manhood tapped by crosby's stick but just ridiculous that two non-calls against uh Crosby. So, um, want to get want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Get get your take and and uh, hear your hear your side of, of what's happening in the NHL here. Goose thoughts first. So, uh, awesome goal. That I mean, that's just a goal scorer's goal. I mean, just unreal. Not much to say about that. And I, we were talking earlier about. I mean, he scores goals like that each week, but that one was special to be able to get the puck up um, on your backhand like that. Um, in a sh- in in a short sh- um, you know amount of range, plus to get enough mustard on it to get it up over the goalie's glove was just sick. Speaking of the hand slash, so I I saw his comments afterwards, and I don't have an issue with like the the slash. Okay, it's a slash, and that happens in hockey. Crosby said he was going for going for um, his stick, and and his comments are kind of flippant actually, which is a little classless in my opinion. Not that I'm anti-Crosby by any means. But he, um, he's like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me before, you know, whatever. But the what I have a problem with is the end result is a slash onto the hand, and it actually just mangles the guy's finger. And um, the coach, um, uh, their coach talked about how his fingers basically just absolutely mangled. Like, there's nothing left in that. Well, yeah, in the video you can see it took, like, the whole yeah. top tip of the, the finger off. Yeah. So what... What I have a frustration with is, so the refs see that, right? In 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 hockey, let's say I um, do a high stick and I don't draw blood. That's a two-minute penalty. I'll go in the box, right? Let's say I do draw blood. That's a f- automatic five-minute uh, major, right? Five-minute, uh, four-minute? Four four-minute. Double, mi- double, double minor? minor? Yeah. Okay. So it's a double minor. I think in this case, it should have been automatically given as a double minor. The fact that... Um, the slash was missed, but after the fact, they can go back and call a penalty and say, okay, wait, that that really happened. So I would love to see retribution as in, in the sense of like that now um, Crosby has to serve a double minor for, for that play. Speaking of the nut slash, that, that's almost um, suspension worthy to my in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's totally away from the play, and it's totally a direct. Like that was clearly defined to, you know... I don't know if it's to injure, but it's definitely a cheap shot. It's it's the equivalent of you know, it, it's even more sensitive in a like a joke about your your manhood, but like it's a more sensitive area than just like a slash to the back of the leg. Like that's like a 
kind of you're trying to like hurt the guy, you know. Well, and it wasn't even that. I I kind of follow the Sabers. They're kind of my East team. Like if I had to pick one team that I like from the East, it'd be the the Buffalo Sabers. And it, and it was on Ryan O'Reilly, and he's he's like one of the cleanest players in the league, according to most Sabers fans. Like I don't, I just don't know what Sid was thinking when he did that. It's like really uncalled for, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And we've all had this conversation before, but if you reverse roles on any of these, if oh, yeah. Crosby is guarding the front of the crease <laughs> and someone on the Sabres, you know, skates by and does, like, a cup check, like, penalty hands down. Like, if, if, if anything happens oh, to yeah. Sid, I mean, there's, a, the, there's the, such a double standard in this league. The refs are going to be choking on their whistles, cramming them in their mouth so fast if oh, it's yeah. on Crosby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just ridiculous. And to go back on the, the slash real quick, um, if that slash had been, like, a foot lower and he broke the stick, I think that's an automatic penalty. Oh, yeah. If you oh, slash yeah. and break yeah. a stick. Yeah. So you can slash and literally take a dude's finger off. And it's not a penalty, but if you slash and and break a stick, which doesn't really hurt anyone, obviously it's you know it's it's kind of a crappy thing to do, but it, you know it doesn't like injure somebody. That's an automatic penalty. As much as I I want to hop on like the I hate Crosby be trained, which I kind of do. Um, it's really on the NHL, and they need more consistency in in their calls and and how they determine what gets what in terms of penalties completely agree completely agree so you so you honestly think that it had to do with crosby being crosby uh you know being called or just a missed call and they didn't feel that uh, i i think it might be a little of both um and this is me coming off of a stanley cup finals where i had to deal with the penguins and penguins fans i might be a little harsh but the, the NHL, you know, they're not like, it's not like the Constitution. Like, they don't have any obligation to be fair. And, and this is going to sound like totally crappy and like almost conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, the, the NHL would probably lose more money suspending Crosby for that than they would by being unfair and calling it as it is. Because, I mean, he's, he's the biggest star in the league. Penguins tickets sell out right now. They're, they're, they're the hottest, if not one of the hottest teams, you know, coming off. They're, they're the defending champs. They are extremely good again this year, and Crosby is at the center of that. So, so for me, I think there is, like, a definite imbalance. And you see a lot of players echoing this, too. Like, uh, um... Because did he get? He didn't get called for that cup check, right? No, no. Problem. I don't think he did. Because you had uh, Leonard, the goalie on the Sabers. He he kind of echoed that sentiment. He was like, if if the jerseys were reversed, <laughs> and and you know somebody had cut checked the 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 NHL's current glor- uh, Golden Boys, the Penguins, you know, it would have absolutely been a penalty, or at least like you know, you, even if there wasn't a penalty, that player would have been getting a call. You know, after the game from uh, Department of Player Safety. Yeah, isn't that ironic? The name Department of Player Safety. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the, the, about like just kind of those two plays. 
I don't have a problem with the slash. I get slashed all the time, even in a men's league where it's non-checking. Like, yeah. That happens in hockey, but like, and I don't have a problem with the slash, but I have a problem with the end result of what happened. Exactly. And, and then that- the cup check, to me, when you combine, like, it, it's like, you know, you're, you're doing multiple activities. Now you're, you're creating an issue here. Play, Department of Player Safety, where are you here? Like, that's exactly. That's you why got I say a repeat offender here doing things that are are injuring players. You need to step in, and and I don't think it should be more than two games. Like I mean, but yeah, it doesn't have to be like super harsh because, like you said, I mean slashes happen. You know, he's Crosby's not the only player to ever slash someone and injure them. But but it, it, like I said earlier, we just want we want consistency. There just has to be consistency in how the NHL and the refs call things. It, it shouldn't matter. The jersey, and I and I hope it doesn't matter. You know, you hope it's just an honest mistake uh, on the refs or or whoever is at fault. But um, but like you said, you know, the the two plays it, within a week. I mean, it's not like he did one at the beginning of the season, one at the end of the season. This was all within, within a week. Days. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Matt? I I think um, the, the the slash is the, the slash is unfortunate that the current um, the current environment in the NHL allows for slashes to some degree. I mean, the, the Wild weren't called on their slash on Johnny Goudreau that broke his finger and, and had him sit out a couple games. Um, and that's unfortunate. You know, you don't want to see injuries like that, especially the high-profile players. Um, so the slashing needs to be cleaned up. Um, was there a penalty called on that play? I didn't, I didn't watch that no, game. No, there was not. Hmm. Um, and so that, that's the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, retroactively, should there have been... Um, a penalty called I don't, I don't know like if, if every single game has those types of slashes and it's only one in 50 that result in, in these and, and the NHL is okay with that then so be it leave it as that and, and if a slash happens on Crosby don't call anything on the player that did that mm-hmm. but, the, but the nut one um, that's that yeah that's inexcusable to, yeah, that needs to go back because just the the level of severity that yeah. that uh, that could result in in an injury is um, is very bad. Yeah, I know He's a young guy. He hasn't even had a chance to have kids yet, man. Yeah, Crosby just wants to take that away from him. Like you bring up a good point, uh, Mav. Like it is unfortunate, and like with the Goudreau situation, and I'm being biased here. Um, should there have been a suspension on that play? as a result of the injury. And I'm not saying necessarily that there should be a suspension because a player got a broken finger because that happens, right? Mm-hmm. What what I, I struggle with is that slash and the severity of the slash to result in a cut. There should be a penalty, not a suspension, but a penalty in that game. Yeah. I don't think... Um, and so, like, with the, the Goudreau, as a result of a, a clean or a dirty hit, if a player gets injured, there shouldn't necessarily be a a penalty attached to it. Maybe I'm contradicting myself, but it shouldn't be a penalty attached to maybe the severity of the injury. It should be uh, more due to the play itself, I guess. And maybe that's contradictory, but whatever. Yeah, we've uh, we've, we've kind of exhausted this. We I think we all kind of agree that something needs to be fixed. Greater minds yeah. than ours need to uh, need to revisit this this and also you know how offsides is currently being called. But that's a that's a story for another day. <laughs> Um, well, it has been a blast talking hockey with Ghost Rider. 
Um, thank you for coming on to the podcast. There is a Minnesota Wildfire t-shirt um, in the mail uh, to you. Literally the only reason I did it. I just wanted a free shirt. Well, you you got to throw this link out to, to some of your shark homeboys, too, because we talk a lot of <laughs> sharks here. So, um, I, I wish I had more people to talk hockey with here in Utah. <laughs> well, there's, uh, a, there's a serious lack. It's true. It's true. There's not a ton of hockey in the in the great state of Utah. But for our follow for our followers, our listeners, you can always uh, uh, find us on Twitter at Min Wildfire. That's M I N N Wildfire on Twitter. Um, find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, but thanks again for joining us, Ghost Rider. I'm still confused on this Ghost Rider. Like, are you like a ghost rider? Like you're riding like a horse, Ghost Rider? Or are you like a um. ghost rider? Like. Like the uh, '90s cartoon yeah, where the ghost would write messages to young children when they were alone. See, well, <laughs> but in Top Gun, I'm pretty sure it's not like typewriter; it's like horse rider, like R I D E R. So, I mean, I, I gotta say, it's not the the '90s show one. It's um, but you you guys gave me the name, so really, it's up to you. I guess it's really up to how they spelled in Top Gun because that's what yeah. it's based off of. Um, so with that, let's let's uh, look forward. The the Wild actually dropped the puck against the Canucks here in 15 minutes, uh, so we'll we'll have a chance to enjoy that Wild game uh, here shortly. Wow, early um, one. And then they have a back to back. They they play tomorrow at 11:30 a.m. against the Detroit Red Wings, um, and then they have a Tuesday Thursday game against uh, the Capitals. Uh, um, so, sorry, I'll, I'll take it back. So they're home against Vancouver today. Sunday, they're away at Detroit. Tuesday, they're home again against the Capitals. And then Thursday, they're home again against the Senators. Um, so they, they have a, a, an interesting stretch coming up. And then next Saturday, they're at Nashville, uh, which is where the Sharks are tonight. Um, so let's let's talk about our big bets and predictions. So the, the Sharks play against Nashville tonight in Nashville. So let's all make a prediction against how we think the Sharks are going to do against Nashville. And then we'll do a big bet on the Wild for the next two games, Vancouver and Detroit. Um, so, as is typical, we'd like to start with our guest. Uh, so, Ghost Rider, why don't you tell us what is your thought and pick on the Sharks tonight against Nashville? Well, um, speaking of Nashville, my first prediction is I'm going to get a strongly worded text and or call from our mother about my earlier uh, Brent Burns conspiracy theory. Uh, but putting that aside, um, the Sharks have been completely embarrassed the past couple weeks, especially last night. They got beat by Dallas. The Dallas Stars, of all people, 6-1. to one. They were smashed. The last time a game like that happened, it was or this season. It was earlier in the season um, against the Penguins. The Penguins beat them 5 nothing. After that game, the Sharks went on a tear. It, it was like they were playing angry. And I, and I think that this 6-1 to one defeat that the Sharks just went through is, uh, is going to be their wake-up call. And I think they erupt on the Predators. I'm going to say 5-2 to two Sharks, two goals for Brent Burns. That's my prediction. Wow. So you think the Sharks and Burns uh, both get back on track tonight? Well, Burns needs to play really strong for our mother who is in town. So, yes, absolutely. Our mother as in you and Brett Burns' mother or our mother as in you and me? 
Um, the jury is still out, but I'll let the people make their own um, decisions on that. All right. What's uh, what's your pick on the Wild, uh, the next two games? The next two games for the Wild, um, I think against the Canucks here today. <laughs> uh, it's tough doing predictions for these teams that are in slumps. Um, no, nah, I mean, the Wild did good against the Sharks. Well, good, quote-unquote. They beat them. I, I think they beat the Canucks, but I think it'll be a close game, something like 2-1. to one. Um, And I think, uh, to throw in another prediction of that, that I think Stahl gets a goal, assuming he's not injured because I'm not aware. (laughs) All right. Uh, Great predictions. Great, great predictions. All right, we'll uh, we'll kick it over to Goose. Goose, what is your thoughts on the Sharks tonight and then the Wild over the next two games? So hopefully Sharks bring some energy. I I said 4-1. Do you know if Aaron Dell is starting? Um. He's you know, gonna... I, th- I think he would be. I-, I think he got put into the game last night because Jones got smashed. Okay. Uh, he did. Yeah. So I- I'm actually not sure. I'd have to, I'd have okay. to, I'd have to check, four, and it's going to be a later game. So I'm going to say 4-1 Sharks, uh, assuming Dell starts. Dell has been pretty solid, he's honestly. Been solid. Former North Dakota star. So, uh, Former Utah Grizzly, too. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen. He's the only current Sharks player that I've seen in person. Awesome. Uh, so Wild uh, against Vancouver. Uh, Wild are going to win 4-2. Brock Besser, North Dakota star, just signed with Vancouver and uh, played five periods last night. Sore subject for me, but played five periods due to a two-overtime game in the NCAA tournament. Is playing today in like 15 minutes, so the guy is going to play eight periods of hockey, three in the NHL, five in five in the NCAA in a period of less than 24 hours. Just wow. crazy. But my prediction, uh, one goal from Besser. He'll get his uh, first goal uh, in his first game. And then uh, Sunday, uh, 5-4 Red Wings, uh, stall two goals. All right. That that brings it to me. Um, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm in this to win this because my record against Goose is and these big bets is uh, is not good. And so, um, like I said, I'm in this to win this. And we are going to count this San Jose prediction as part of the big bets. Um, so I am um, playing my cards in a way where um, I'm trying to one-up Mr. Goose. I think then that the Predators are going to win tonight. The Predators have been on a tear lately. The Sharks are still in the slump. I don't think they figure it out on the road. I think they'll need to come home before they figure it out. Um... So I think that the Sharks lose tonight 3-1, um, to one, and uh, I think that they give up an empty net goal. And then tonight, or in, in you know the next 10 minutes, I think that the Wild do... No, 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 hang on, hang on. Is that empty net goal thing your bold prediction? Because that happens like every other game. <laughs> My bold prediction is going to be for Come the Wild on. game. He just wants, like, in the statistics things, he wants to be able to... Oh, yeah. I got He's trying line. to min-max his chances of winning against you, Goose. Are you going to let this happen? Hey, I, I, I think you got to call him out on it, man. I just work here. So <laughs> so you ragged on me for calling an empty net goal and the score when Goose's big bet was 4-1 to one if Dell starts. That's it. Is that his big bet? Exactly. I, okay. 
Well, I mean, that's still a big bet. You both, four goals you both got to turn up the heat here, all right? I'm, you gotta, I'm, you got to turn up the heat. Our big bets are for the wild games. I just try to project okay, the short Okay, fine. So, so wait for it. I think that... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me rephrase this. Dell save percentage is higher than... <laughs> higher than 91.5. So, greater than See, 91.5. See, I like that. Cause... All right, all right. All right, so my my big bets for um, this Predators game is PK Subban gets a go- gets a power play goal. All right, so I feel like that's not very big either. I mean, come on. It's I'm calling, I'm calling an empty net goal, a PK Subban power play goal, and the players win three to one. All right, um, and then I kind of hope that happens because that would be. Pretty I know that that would be pretty interesting. So then for the Wild tonight, um, I think that the Wild win 3-1. to one, And uh, I believe that my, my, my big bet will be around um, Hansel. I think Hansel has a great game. And his face-off percentage after tonight against Vancouver, his face-off percentage will be greater than 65%. You like that? Is that a big bet? No. Is that big enough? In that game or total? Uh, in that game. In that game. Uh, and then against Detroit, I know Detroit is slumping. They're going for picks. They're, they're already out of the playoffs. So I think the Wild figure it out tonight. They, they score three goals, and I think that they score four goals against the Red Wings and win four to two. Um, and I believe that Darcy Kemper will uh, play that game, and I think that his save percentage... Um, actually, I'm not going to go say percentage. I think he gives up two really easy goals in a in a four two wild wild victory. Sounds good. Boom. Yeah. And with that, right. episode eight um, comes to a close. So with that, uh, we want to say our goodbyes. So with that, uh, we're going to close this podcast. Shane, any final words? Uh, I, I gotta apologize, you know, to my mom, give her a shout out, or our mom, excuse me. Obviously, uh, our conspiracy theories are just that, theories. But I would like to add on the other side, you know what else is a theory? Gravity. Evolution. So, who knows? Who knows? So with that, we'll let you guys be. Great week of wild hockey on the line. Go watch. Mom, this one's for you.